0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Literaturistic, I am still your host, I'm sorry about that. Welcome to episode (laughs) 8, where we are talking about consumerism, which is something that I really thought about. I
1: guess before we start, we should first uh, talk about the books we've been reading so far oh, yeah. this week. Well, there's two books that I've been reading recently. First one that I've just finished a couple of days ago is actually the graphic novel Heartstopper. Oh my God. Uh, it's so, oh it's my God. so adorable. It's so adorable. It's so heartwarming. And I just love it. It's like literally with all my heart. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. So the second book is, is a, the collection of like short stories by Neil. Neil Gaiman called Smoke and Mirrors. I feel like I've been really getting into Neil Gaiman's like works. Mm-hmm. I just really like his writing style. I think it's interesting because uh in this collection of like short stories, there's a bunch of different types of ways he just tells the story. Sometimes it's like inverse. Is this really interesting, actually? So yeah, if you ever want just a bunch of just want to read like a really easy, like a collection of short stories, I highly recommend it. Also, if you like fantasy, I recommend it a lot. So yeah, what about
0: you, Ellia? Currently I'm reading an enchantment of ravens. I think mm. I think the author is called that. Margaret Robinson or something. I'm sorry if I got yeah, that. I think wrong. i
1: think I've, I think I've heard of that book actually. Yeah, and
0: it's like it's actually really cute. It's not anything amazing. I'm almost finished with it. It's but it's it's a romance book, right? I've forgotten. <laughs> yeah, it's a romance. <laughs> Honestly, getting into it, I didn't think it was going to be a romance, but like now that I know it's romance, like I kinda low key love it because it's very like <laughs> it's very fluffy and very sweet, the writing. But yeah um i guess continuing uh we're going to talk about consumerism as i've said because this makes me like kind of pissed off. So how do I describe consumerism in like the book community? I guess personally I would define it as not really consuming books but more to like buying books because like personally because I've been kind of involved and I've seen from far away kind of the book community glamorizing buying so many books at once because you, you see like you type in book hauls on YouTube and you see some people buying like a 100 books in one go. I don't think that's a really good idea to be honest you know.
1: And I think also just to add to that I feel like Not even in the book community, but I feel like just in general.
0: There's always that kind of like... Yeah,
1: yeah, it's like people always kind of glamorize that too, right?
0: The more books you have, the smarter you are. Yeah, and I think that's what those influencers kind of don't really realize is that they're setting up kind of like an example, you know? Because some people, less privileged people, are going to see that and be like, oh my god, why don't I have like 100 books on my shelf? And why don't I have it like color organized or something? It's just very not insensitive can it be insensitive because sometimes these people I-, I shouldn't say that
1: that sounds really negative but <laughs> uh you know sometimes these um influencers or these booktubers they buy all these books but then like they have those what are they called um on are
0: they called oh that? yeah on i feel like that's also like a very interesting concept to touch on because i don't know why i've kind of like fell down rabbit holes of like book unhauls nowadays (laughs) like very recently and i find that the reasons as to why these people are unhauling these books it's always like oh i lost interest and like i never really got around to it or like maybe like some new information came out and it's like oh it turns out this book is really problematic and i don't and they don't want to support the author but like the money has already been given it also kind of goes back to the fact that I don't know, reading, especially like the reading community and basically like everything on social media, I guess, has become something like very visual because like you see these posts and these booktubers are always posing Mm -hmm. in like their beautiful bookshelves that's just like It's been like, like a whole while right, or something like that. It's like partly
1: because everything on social media, it's become kind of like a competition, you know? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, oh, totally. you you have to read more books. You have to buy more books. So, like, you know, you have to have all these things.
0: I don't know. It's kind of like sometimes I see them and they're like, oh, I actually haven't read this book. Or like, I actually have only re- read like 50% of my bookshelf. And that's so weird to think about, right? This is a different concept, I guess. But it's also kind of encouraged by these books sorry book subscription boxes that's kind of hard to say for me i don't know if other people that's like outside the book community knows this but there's these basically like book boxes as i've said that's basically like a subscription so for every month you get one and there's usually like a book and there's usually like merch that's like included in it and those are like very expensive i think i've seen one that's like a hundred dollars yeah but like honestly sometimes i see like unboxings i'm like oh my god i want that so bad you know so like i'm kind of a victim to that too but like the problem with these booktubers is that most of the time they get these book boxes for free so they're promoting it to people that are very clearly more or less privileged than them they make Mm. them want it you know i guess that is like and that's kind of like the target of doing that (laughs) that. you're
1: advertising (laughs) a project right basically personally with this whole thing i'm like of the opinion that you know people can do whatever they want with their money and it's like you can buy all these books whatever as long as like that what makes you happy right but at the end of the day there is also another part of me just thinks like if you don't really need it what's the point of, of it right
0: <laughs> and yeah i think that's a really good like argument like oh they can do whatever they want with their money it's also kind of like unethical <laughs> in a way right because like you're kind of taking away how do i say it's like you're taking away the books from people that will actually read them and love them honestly honestly,
1: it just it just makes me like laugh a lot sometimes because it's like it's like that thing people do when they just buy books basically as like just decoration yeah. decoration. yeah just for eye candy just like oh yeah here I got a lot of books but I don't really read them you know like a lot of people do that and it's just it always makes me laugh the whole thing has just really become more of like a conversation or a discussion about materialism as a whole I guess mm, yeah right I can't really deny that I am very materialistic you know in <laughs> comparison to probably yeah. a lot of people like I'm but also on the other hand I'm also someone who's very like you know practical with things I buy mm. so sometimes I guess personally I can't really like I don't really see the point in buying things that you're not gonna use or that's not gonna have any functionality to you you know I mean people can do whatever they want I guess but you know personally uh, in my I guess with my own like my own stance of it is just like you know I don't i don't like to do that you know if i'm not gonna read it or if i don't you know end up liking it or whatever i can just donate it and you know if that's what these book tu- booktubers instead of throwing out the books and if they donate it or if they give it away to fans or whatever then that's a that's a pretty good thing
0: too yeah that's a good thing i don't know i feel like going back to like put the whole concept of booktubers they always have like these all limited editions <laughs> i feel like that's the thing going back to what i've said like the visual thing because like those limited editions are like so pretty like have you seen the the six of crows one? Oh my <laughs> Oh, yeah, that yeah. one was so sexy it, like, looks I'm not gonna re- <laughs> it looks really cool it's yes so I was cool. I was so tempted because I think there's also like bonus content inside like in the inside there's oh, like yeah. the drawings of the characters and like stuff like that and Oh, I want oh, that so bad but like but like why I literally already have like the additions like the normal editions, I guess
1: that actually made me think about like something else you know when authors they release um, new content or short novellas in particular oh yeah or you know just like when they made a like a popular series and they they're done with it or whatever, but then they, they just keep <laughs> adding on to it. It's like yeah, they just it's like sometimes sometimes it's actually I think it's really cool. Like um, I think Libardugo made that like. I, it's not really novella but she wrote this like she
0: wrote uh, like book
1: that's filled with short, short stories. stories yeah the short stories that are their folklores yeah, from the folklore this world story. yeah and that that's cool you know it adds to the whole like world building of the original series it's like it adds to it right it adds to this world and I think that's really cool but on the other hand sometimes I feel like authors just want to keep milking that cash cow you
0: know I think that's like the criticism that has been thrown onto like Cassandra Clare Cassandra mm-hmm. Clare basically right, writes right, right. this a uh, shadow hunters universe and i think at this point there's already like 20 books oh, there's or so
1: much I, it starts off with like the city of bones but then like after that it's just there's so many
0: books and the main criticism is like oh she's just like milking it and like doing it for cash grabs and it's like okay like good for her but like don't you uh, don't you like also enjoy this concept mm. at some point i do want to read like the whole shadow hunters universe but like it scares me so much because like <laughs> there's like 20 books like am i really gonna have like 20 books just like shadow hunters i feel like that's a little bit too much and like how much money am i gonna throw to cassandra clare yeah you know
1: a lot of these authors, I think it was was it the Twilight series and it was like The Hunger oh, Games. Oh
0: yeah. Uh oh my god, it's Midnight Sun, right? It's yeah, like yeah, Twilight Mid- from um, edward's point of view. Yeah, that
1: <laughs> and also I for The Hunger Games It's The Ballad uh, of Songbirds yeah, and Snakes. I think yeah, it's basically uh Hunger Games but before Katniss and it's with the point of view of the of President Snow, right? A lot of people were just kind of like okay, why you know (laughs) like what was the point for um for the balance of yeah, the songbirds or whatever it's called. I, I haven't read it myself because honestly I just like, I don't really care about it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? For The Hunger Games, I saw some suggestions where people were like, oh, why couldn't she have done like, I don't know, Hey Mitch, you know, like yeah. do him for like a prequel thing. And I guess I could- Do him. <laughs> yeah, as in right from his point of view and people, I think a lot of people really wanted that. My main comment about all that stuff would be is like, it actually adds something, something to the series it actually has that same kind of passion or it makes sense you know what i mean But sometimes I feel like these novellas or whatever, they're not as well written or they're not as well thought out as the series or whatever, you know. It feels like you know, there's nothing here that actually adds to the whole
0: story, you know. I feel like another author that got under fire and get called like someone who cash grabs is Sarah J. Maas which is like Mm. her existence and like her whole book is like a whole thing on itself but yeah, there's this very popular book series called A Court of Thorns and Roses. Uh, She came out with a novella that was A Court of Frost and Starlight, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. and everyone just like hated it, and like everyone said that it was a cash grab. And it's kind of, I I feel like authors
1: authors just kind of think, Oh, novella, they're short, easy to write, I can just make it quickly. And it's like, There you go, another kind of you know, a source of income. You
0: know, I think what made people mad at Sarah J. Mass is because most of it was printed on hardback and it was sold in like physical form. Uh, Oh, yeah, it could just be like a free thing on ebook or something like that. And it's was it really? short. <laughs> yeah, it was really short. I think it was only like a hundred pages or something like that. So yeah, it was, it was really like sad kind of. hardback also. <laughs> Yeah, also I mean that's like the most,
1: the most expensive <laughs>
0: That's what makes it different from like the Lee Bardugo novellas Oh yeah thank you so much for loving the series Like here's a little like snippet of like the prequel of the story or something And like the fans would really appreciate that But for, for Sarah G Maas's case It's it's like hardback and it's like really expensive And it's really bad so like why you know <laughs> Yeah,
1: I think part of the reason why some fans were upset It's like you know they could have brought the series back They could have brought it back by doing something really interesting thing you know like instead I feel like the authors they kind of just went the easy route you know they didn't really explore anything that they could
0: have yeah I think like a good like a good example of this that in my own opinion I don't know maybe I'm biased because the Raven Cycle is like my favorite series but <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Her, she writes a bunch of prequels and I think like two of them are free and you can read it on her website and in my own opinion it really adds a lot to, to the story I think one of them actually foreshadows like a A big like a big reveal that happens in the next book. So like yeah, I think that's a really good example. So yeah, maybe I'm biased, but I feel like their authors take note of that.
1: Oh, I think I also I should say like um Rick garden He also does a lot of those kinds of you know like more um shorter kind of extra content uh, stuff. Like I think he does a lot of these books that are uh, uh from the Percy Jackson based on like that series. Oh, there's a lot of art in them that's like oh here's a map of the camp or here's the characters, here's extra stories. But I would argue that, like, I think they're actually really cool because they offer interesting look into, like, the character's... Past that never, mm, that's yeah, not really yeah. explored within the original books, you know? Uh, or they put on like, they put a spotlight on side characters that normally oh my God, aren't villain. really the focus. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally.
0: Oh my God, I love, <laughs>
1: I think, yeah, that's really cool. I like that kind of thing, you know? That's actual, you know, content that fans want, you know? It's more the author, they know what the fans want and they give it to the fans, you know? And that kind of thing, you know, and it's still, it's still, they're really fun to read. And it's like, if you're a really big fan, or if you're, yeah, if you're a really big fan of a series and, you know, those kind of things, they make you happy, right? They rely like, the
0: hype and the fact that, yeah, yeah, like yeah, people would like, the fans would buy anything that they put out, right?
1: It's sometimes, it's just unnecessary, <laughs> right?
0: Sometimes. Yeah. And it's and really it's like just unnecessary, on, you know?
1: Yeah. Like, and sometimes, like, like, yeah, I feel like sometimes they're just kind of like, like, the more they look at or the more they kind of dwell on it, the more it kind of just, like, like, wait, hold on a minute, that doesn't make sense. Or, if anything, sometimes it kind of, not ruins the series or
0: oh you know or the
1: characters did. but yeah
0: that's the whole thing with Curse child right because i don't know i'm not like harry mm. potter fan or anything right. but like people really hated like Curse child because it had a lot of plot holes and it didn't stay <laughs> true to the original story and people like hated Curse child i think that's it. i thing.
1: bought it i bought that and i'm so Dude, like i, also I haven't have finished Cursed it child. at all
0: <laughs> but maybe like another point that isn't really like connected to our previous one is like the fact that secondhand bookstores are kind of like inaccessible because oh, like yeah. I don't know with us living in, in in Indonesia like I never see secondhand bookstores at least physically I see a lot well not a lot I see some online and even even online sometimes, you have to like literally fight for it, you know.
1: <laughs> I think th- it's mostly on like Instagram or whatever, right? I think the ones we're thinking about is more like you know secondhand bookshops that are for imported
0: books, right? I don't know. I feel like I see these booktubers. As I've said, I've went down. Uh, I've went down like a rabbit hole of book on hauls, and every time. Every time they do that, the booktubers are always like, Oh, I'm donating this to like a secondhand bookstore or something. And in return they get kind of like a credit in the store so they can also buy books from there. And that's like cool. Yeah, why don't we have why don't we have that here? Oh and god. Like yeah, that's of-
1: one thing that's one thing that I really disliked about living in Indonesia sometimes <laughs> is that yeah. there really isn't any access to like to books, you know, like yeah. there aren't really mm-hmm. public libraries that are like you know, that have like good fictional yes, Oh god, you know because I feel like even if there are public libraries it's mostly just like for academic reasons you know there are no like
0: that makes me so literally like
1: none frustrated
0: I've never seen it. that there are no you know like oh you know, that's, like so, popular, that's such a This opportunity girl. Yeah. exactly dude we should literally like, <laughs> start it we can make a yeah. business right now oh my god
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like I think that's such a, that would be such a good way to just kind of encourage people to read, you know, because books are so expensive in Indonesia, (laughs) like imported books are so expensive and I feel bad sometimes because I, you know, I buy a lot of books, but it really is so hard to find like good Quality books mm-hmm. here and that like, are not book. that aren't from like Kinokunia, Books and Beyond, Peri Plus, you know, or and, Gamedia or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's so weird. Like, I see these booktubers, like, oh, I'm gonna borrow this from the library. Like, oh, I'm gonna borrow Six of Rose in the library. It's like, wait, you wow, have so much so in your like, library?
1: So- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like oh, so,
0: it's so weird. Like, I really wish that we had in. something like that.
1: Just such a shame that Indonesia don't have more of those kind of like you know just public resources or you know places like libraries, just public libraries that have just more kind of like um, you know fictional books. I've, I've never heard of like a library. Just yeah, literally like none. that. You know <laughs> I what I mean? Think
0: <laughs> I think like in a way, in Jakarta, man. <laughs> yeah, I know it. Right? Like in a way, it comes back to the fact that these common bookstores don't really sell like import books that are popular or of good quality you know yeah that's
1: so it's so frustrating then because like if you want Good quality imported books. You you're going you're going to have to go to the really expensive
0: like store. And like sometimes even in Periplus yeah. and like books and beyond, like it's not there. It's so hard to go
1: hunting for books. <laughs> That's such a weird way to put it. But like like you really want to find really good books or books that you just really want to read them. It's never here. You know. Yeah.
0: Like, I don't even have like the Raven Cycle. Like I listen to it on audiobook because oh, really? it's free on Spotify. Yeah, and I literally also, don't.
1: Also, <laughs> there's just this just a very limited i guess like yeah, in comparison think- it's funny because in comparison i guess if you go to, to the, like, Kinokuniya in, uh, here in Jakarta and the one in Singapore, miles different. Like, holy crap,
0: you know what I mean? <laughs> but I feel like the fact that there isn't a lot of, like, libraries and, like, secondhand bookshops or something like that is because the literacy level in Indonesia isn't that high, you know? Because I think I've talked about this with my parents. I kind of, <laughs> I said to them that, like, my dream in life is to open up, like, a secondhand bookshop in Indonesia because if I had something like that, I would really appreciate it. But, like, they said, like, who's gonna read it? Like, who's gonna be your customer because like indonesians don't really read to be honest it just it's like like the libraries don't have books so people don't read but the libraries don't have books because people don't read you know what i'm
1: saying (laughs) i guess yeah the libraries they just don't have that much of like variety i guess right the bigger libraries here are definitely the ones i think that will probably be in like i don't know universities and stuff right I don't actually know. Hold
0: on. Libraries and... I don't think I've ever seen, like, a library. Except from, like, school libraries. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, going back, the point of libraries is that so less privileged people can read these books. So they don't have to, like, they don't have to spend their money. So it doesn't, like, promote consumerism, as I've said, right? It's just...
1: I guess I guess the main thing is that maybe it's not so much as there isn't a lot of libraries, but maybe it's more that they don't really get much like um oh like there isn't really much awareness about them you know there isn't really much people like anything that really promotes them or anything that really like makes it easy to access them sometimes it's like you don't really know where these places are you know like unless (laughs) you do your research I feel like it's kind of hard like there is it's not as easy of an access I think
0: yeah and the fact that uh, the kinokinuya in plazas nayan is closing there's literally like one like one kinokinduya store in like the whole of indonesia so like that makes it harder for people who love books to find books that they want to read you know but like i think in a way i do i do understand why they're closing and as i said it's like a never-ending circle of like people not really buying from them because there isn't a lot of interest i think that, that says <laughs> a lot
1: i think that says a lot that you know i feel like it's so frustrating. Even...
0: yeah and i think it's kind of corny i guess to like bring up these arguments again but like even these fantasy books that people that some people kind of look down upon it teaches people you know like it teaches people about like political climates and it even teaches people like better English or something like that. I know it's like like okay yeah we get it reading books is good but I feel like that's so kind of like almost oversaturated in a way but like it is true the larger issue that this brings up is like okay how do I say this <laughs> like people from second world countries are I guess statistically factually less privileged yeah they are less privileged and we need voices from the less privileged from the minorities to speak up to actually consume these books and like points out the problems you know because Like for example, there's like a a problematic books, but like white people don't see it because they don't see like the reactions from these minorities and stuff like that. And it really, it really hinders like everyone from like progressing as a society. I guess, I guess in a much smaller scale, it's like progressing the book community and like how how aware they are of like of the fact that most of these books talk about like real life issues and stuff like that you know so
1: yeah i guess like overall the main issue is always gonna be like you know access right the access people have to books and to resources these resources in general right
0: oh my god so all of this goes back to racism my god um the root of all problems white people (laughs) are the problem Uh, anyway (laughs)
1: I feel like, yeah, I think when you're talking about like a topic like materialism or consumerism, of course it's gonna go back to like prejudice or privilege and stuff, right? The whole thing is just around that, I guess, if you really- if you want to trace it back to something.
0: I forgot what author this is, but I think like someone like very popular like went off on the fact that some of her books are pirated and you can like easily find them on the internet. In a way, i totally understand like of course you want to get money from like the art that you sell and i think this this author also mentioned that even though from like the support of her fans this this book series is like the most popular one if you see like the money that's given to her from this book series it's much more or less instead of like her other book series that doesn't really get support from the fans i hope that makes sense but like yeah and it's just like okay i understand but like some people like for me for example it's inaccessible to Mm -hmm. me you know like these popular books so even though i don't do it. and even though i i totally know that it is unethical and unfair to the author it's like it's almost like there's no other way but like pirate books right
1: <laughs> you know when it comes
0: to bootlegs or when it comes to just like yeah like as
1: you say just people uh, maybe illegally pub- not publishing i guess or making physical copies of books that they don't have the rights to or whatever it is a really interesting topic i think just to discuss because i think there's just so many i don't know arguments you can make you know that kind of like it it or are against it and i totally i totally agree that you know it's the artist's or it's the author's right to be against that right because of course it makes total sense right (laughs) to give an example popular artists they have like concerts these performances or whatever and they're like you have to pay to see them a lot of people like to stream those performances for people who can't afford to pay for it right some people can't afford to
0: pay to watch this stuff and it's like you can afford to pay for it we can't that case performing arts i guess that's included in like concerts and stuff it's very different from books because like if you're seeing a concert or if you're seeing like a musical it's very like experience based you know like you go to a concert because you want to surround right. you want to be surrounded by other people that also love the band like you also want to be able to sing along but with books it's just like yeah i'm reading the same thing but like it's on my laptop the kind of romantization the experience of reading like oh there's just something different about holding a physical book i feel like a lot of people say that and like yeah i do understand but like ebooks <laughs> are really cheap like some of them are like 5,000 rupiah <laughs> yes, or something now like
1: that, <laughs> that i think about it I'm less against the streaming of like online paid concerts in comparison to like pirating books (laughs) yeah
0: in the future I want to be an artist I want to make something and if someone pirates it and you know like get money from it and none of the money comes to me like seeing it from that perspective like of course I'm gonna be mad but like if I like zoom out for a second and understand that these people seeing it from a perspective of like someone that's not privileged Mm -hmm. like I totally understand it I feel like what authors don't really grasp is like the fact that your Fans are literally promoting your work for free <laughs> you know because like for example like i love the raven cycle i you literally only listen to it <laughs>
1: like every single episode of you know
0: the podcast like as i have said i literally listen to it for free and now i'm screaming about it like for every episode of this podcast and maybe you're listening to this right now and like oh my god maybe i should read the raven cycle and then you go and buy the raven cycle books the author gets money because i keep screaming about it and i keep screaming about it because it's free because it's accessible to me even though i've read the story like i've read it two times if i see a physical Copy of it. I'm totally gonna buy it.
1: Yeah, I it's, think it's it's such an interesting discussion. I think because it's very much a topic that is to do with like a morals or ethics or whatever. And it's like that's such a topic.
0: I don't know. Talking about consumerism is always like yes, consumerism bad. <laughs> you know? I feel like some people think it's very one-sided, but like when you actually it's think really about it's it not. About- you know, it's
1: really not being materialistic or being someone who likes to buy a lot of things. I think there's nothing wrong with that. If you have money you want to spend, then why not? But mm-hmm. I guess at the end of the day you should be aware of your own own privilege and what the resources that you have access to that others don't and also you just have to be kind of aware like I feel like you know wasting your money and kind of flaunting it or whatever is also just something that you should be aware of yeah I guess it's also more of your own like personal stance the both of us are probably very biased right when we're talking about (laughs)
0: this because yeah I feel like one more thing to mention is that with the romantization of like these like pretty books I feel like I see a lot of people that's like oh i bought this book because the cover is so pretty honestly like i'm low i'm very guilty of that but it's like it's literally just graphic design and it doesn't equal to you know like what the actual story is mm-hmm. and people just kind of say like oh i love hard covers more even though they're more expensive because they look prettier on my bookshelf like to be like, fair you know like if
1: i if i'm gonna spend my money i want to spend it on something that i actually like i feel like i wasted my money so much long ago because i felt like i oh, i want this but i didn't really think about it so i think that's mm. why like nowadays i'm definitely more more, like, careful or, or more mindful at
0: least. I think that's all I have to say about it, Me to too. be honest. I guess that's probably
1: yeah. it for today's episode then. to should probably, um, have our weekly
0: recommendations, so, um, I think,
1: okay, so what's your recommendation?
0: The book I'm recommending is called The Midnight Library by Matt Higgs. Oh, yeah. Oh, have yeah, you heard I, of it? I it's heard pretty it. I think I really- I've been really wanting to get into it, but I haven't actually uh, gone around to it. If I'm not mistaken, it's contemporary, and it's about this woman who attempted to commit suicide. but basically before she dies she she gets into this kind of place like between life and death where she basically can can enter a life where it's like the decisions that she hasn't made what would happen if i had chosen this path like would i be happier and if she was happier she could take that life choose that life and yeah it's very it's very sad i think i cried at some point that sounds
1: really that actually <laughs> sounds really interesting i like i really want to read that book so bad mm-hmm. so
0: yeah pick that up if you're interested uh, do you okay. have any recommendation <laughs>
1: um, i guess since we were talking about novellas or extra cons- content maybe i could recommend some of my like favorite yeah i think we talked about this before but lee bardugo's i think it's called the language of
0: thorn oh yeah Um, oh my god i love that book (laughs) by the way it's so
1: like first of all i think i mean we were talking about pretty covers this one has a pretty cover you know and (laughs) also i think even if you weren't really into the Original series. I think it's just, it's still a really well written book filled with just a bunch of really cool short stories or folklores, I guess you could say, from the Grisha verse universe, you know, like from this world. And you don't need to have read the Shattered Bone series or the Six of Crows series, really. If you just wanted something really, you know, interesting, really cool fantasy stories, I totally recommend The Language of Thorns. And I guess, additional, I feel like it's probably just because I'm a huge fan of the Percy Jackson series, but Rick Carden (laughs) does, like, as I've mentioned before, does a lot of like, because I kind of, like, if you're a big fan, I feel like you'd really like them. Totally check that out if, you, if you're if you a fan of the Percy Jackson series.
0: Oh, good recommendations. Personally, I loved Language of Thorns. Especially because, like, the illustrations in it are, like, just so oh, yeah. gorgeous.
1: Oh, wow. So it's pretty. so good. It's so good. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's, like, a lot of really amazing... Illustrations in the pages, they all culminate into like one big, like artwork, right? Yeah, yeah, it's
0: it's so it it kind of
1: creeps in. I feel like that's, I guess, also just another present to the fans, you know. So, I think that's (laughs) it.
0: That's it for this episode. Yeah,
1: that's it for Um, this episode.
0: Yeah, Yeah, we love you so much. (laughs) Uh, thanks for listening to. Oh, yeah, (laughs) so thank you. I guess, thank you. Bye. (laughs)